This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. The Capital One Venture X business card earns unlimited double miles on every purchase. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash VentureXBusiness. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. Congress, again, is confronted with another pair of deadlines, one as early as this Friday, to avert a partial government shutdown. Here's NPR's Mara Lyson. Parts of the government will shut down on March 1st and others on March 8th if Speaker Johnson can't figure out how to pass a funding bill to keep the government open. Johnson says he also wants to approve a bill providing military aid to Ukraine, which is running out of ammunition to defend itself against Russia's invasion. Johnson could easily pass bills to fund the government and provide aid to Ukraine with bipartisan majorities, but he doesn't have the support of a majority of his own Republicans in the House. Working across the aisle and relying on Democratic votes to pass legislation could jeopardize Johnson's hold on power, just as it did for the former Speaker, Kevin McCarthy. Mara Liason, NPR News. The chair of the Republican National Committee is resigning. Ronna McDaniel has announced her last day on the job is March 8th, just days after Super Tuesday's presidential primaries or caucuses. In the race for the GOP nomination, former President Donald Trump notched another major win over the weekend in South Carolina when he defeated former Governor Nikki Haley in her own state by about 20 percentage points. President Biden is expected to soon visit one of the southern border communities struggling with high number of unauthorized migrant crossings. A White House official says Biden is scheduled to travel to Brownsville, Texas, Thursday to meet with Border Patrol agents, state law enforcement and local officials. The border has become a major issue in the presidential election, with a recent NPR PBS NewsHour Maris poll showing only 29 percent of respondents approve of how Biden is handling immigration. Human Rights Watch is accusing Israel of blocking humanitarian assistance to Palestinians in violation of a court order in The Hague. Meanwhile, Qatar, a key mediator in the Israel-Hamas conflict, is hosting negotiators from the U.S., Israel and Egypt to discuss the terms of another temporary ceasefire in Gaza. NPR's Aya Batrawi reports on Qatar's latest meeting with a senior Hamas official. Qatar says Amir Sheikh Tamim bin Hamad Al Thani met with Hamas's political leader Ismail Haniyeh to discuss ways to reach an immediate and permanent ceasefire in Gaza. Qatar was instrumental in negotiating a week-long truce in November that saw hostages from Israel freed in exchange for Palestinian detainees. And the Gulf Arab state is hosting mediators again as Israel pushes forth with plans for a military assault on southern Gaza. Egyptian officials close to the talks say mediators are trying to broker a six-week pause to stave off the attack. And that key to the talks is the makeup of a new Palestinian government to replace Hamas in Gaza. Ayel Batrawi, NPR News, Dubai. U.S. stocks are mixed this hour. The Dow's up five, S&P's off four. The Nasdaq is up 21 points. It's NPR News. Police in South Korea are investigating doctors' groups as a strike by interns and residents has hobbled the country's medical system. NPR's Anthony Kuhn reports from Seoul that the government has set a deadline for doctors to return to work. Police say they're investigating leaders of the Korean Medical Association and the Korea Resident Intern Association for possible violations of the nation's medical law. The law says the government can order striking doctors back to work, and if they don't comply, they can face jail terms, fines, and suspension of their doctor's licenses. The doctors are protesting an increase in med school enrollment quotas. The government says if the doctors return to work by Thursday, it won't hold them accountable for damage the strike has done. 
Anthony Kuhn, NPR News, Seoul. Forecasters are getting more bullish about the U.S. economy. NPR's Scott Horsley reports on a new survey about the economic outlook. Business economists are feeling better about the U.S. outlook than they were just a few months ago. A new survey by the National Association for Business Economics finds, on average, forecasters now expect stronger economic growth, lower unemployment, and tamer inflation than they were projecting in their last survey. More than three out of four economists surveyed think the U.S. will achieve a hope-for soft landing this year, avoiding a recession even as prices come under control. AT&T is offering a $5 credit to customers affected by last week's telephone outage. The phone company says a coding error was behind the problem, which left some cell phone users without service for hours. Scott Horsley, NPR News, Washington. The S&P is off four points. The Dow is up eight. I'm Lakshmi Singh, NPR News, in Washington.